Oh, hello there. I didn't see you enter. Welcome to another episode of Four Seasons in a Funeral. Uh, my name is David, and joining me are Charlie and Nick. Hi, I'm Charlie, and I hate and this hi, intro. I'm Nick. Hey, we're talking about Season 1, Episode 18 of Fringe, Midnight. So, guys... What the hell is this tone? David, you so like the intro? David you, you got our names backwards. It just makes me upset. How do you like my intro? I hate you it. Getting, you getting our names mixed up, like doing them out of order, messed me up more than that stupid intro. Yeah, no, because I was just like, okay, cool, I'm just going to speak, but then but then you said Charlie first, and I was like, alright, I guess I'll stay quiet. Hey, when you said, like, hey, didn't see you there, did you imagine yourself in, like, a robe with a pipe, sitting in an armchair in front of a fire, and you look up from a book? I was I was actually imagining more, uh, like, a Mr. Rogers situation. No, like, red velvet, red velvet, like, reading chair with, like, a roaring fire behind you. Yeah, but that, you got, that's like, what I was looking for. Like, mounted on the wall. Listen, Nick keeps insulting my intros, and I don't want to be like the same as you guys, so I'm trying to mix things up. So every week I'm doing the intro, I hope you can expect a weird, random thing that I'm going to do. Oh, you're mixing it up in the worst way, but okay. Yeah, it's upsetting. I just feel more justified. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, there there goes my good mood ruined. <laughs> what have yeah, you guys been up to downer. since last week? Um, Hamilton came out on Disney Plus today, which I've been very excited about. I, um, watched it, uh, on a second screen while working today, uh, <laughs> on repeat. So, oh, no. that's what I did today. Uh, Dark Season 3 came out on the last Friday. Uh, if you haven't seen Dark, it's a German Netflix original. Watch it. Watch all three seasons of it right now, and then you'll probably have to watch it again. Because it has time travel. It's very confusing, but my god, is that one of the best finales I've ever seen. Nice. Was that a finale finale? Like, the show's over, or just season finale? No, show's over. The entire thing's got, like, themes of, like, sets of three, so they're, like, we're uh, doing three seasons. Uh, but okay, that makes sense. It's super satisfying. Like, they could have Game of thrones it, but it's it's as close to, like, a perfect finale for that show as you can get, in my opinion. Don't nice. have me. Okay. Well, the important we're actually at me. I'll fight you about this. The important thing to recognize is it only had three seasons, and therefore it can be perfect. (laughs) Also, Charlie, you don't have a Twitter. If they're adding you, they're adding the four staff Twitter, and I control that. Yes, and I will fight them through you. We've been over this. Poor David, the social media manager, the editor, the everything, and yet we still shit on him. He doesn't pass anything off. He doesn't delegate, so. Mm. I tried delegating one thing one time. That still hasn't been done, has it, Nick? Uh, David, I don't know how to do intros. <laughs> been learn. I don't know how. Oh my God. <laughs> this is why I don't delegate, Charlie. Do you see? <laughs> you could have delegated to Charlie, and maybe it would have happened. No, I wouldn't have. <laughs> Charlie, <laughs> do you want to make an intro for a Let's Play channel? Oh fuck no, dude. Listen, <laughs> exactly. David. The real problem is I can't do art. <laughs> but I appreciate you trying to delegate, David. That shows yes, initiative. It does. Uh-huh. This oh, is going on your end of your review. We'll, we'll spend like three. We'll spend like three hours at some point, and we'll just make one, and then we'll show it to David, and he'll be like, "This is terrible," and make it himself. <laughs> we just need to have it at the aesthetic of like tastefully low quality. Yeah, yeah. Can we get like a bunch of watermarks in the background? Yes, everything is copyright Getty images. Perfect. I like it. Um, in terms of, well, no, I still got to say what I did this week. <laughs> we don't care, Nick. My, but my computer exploded this week. It was great. 
I uh, turned turned on my computer. It was like, all right, I'm going to do some coding um, and started running some of my code. And it's like, this is taking a little bit longer. Let's just take a quick look at my thermals. And I was like, hmm, everything seems to be at like 100 degrees Celsius. That's not correct. Um, so I got a new CPU cooler because my computer was going a little bit too warm. But now it doesn't sound like a jet engine at all times. And it's great. That is nice. Nick, why are you such a nerd? Uh, all I'm going to say is now my mic is better and it's not picking up all the random fan noises at all times. I'm so excited. I'm looking at my like waveforms right now and they're beautiful. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> Take that, us to the TV guide, David. I will. So a very short TV guide for this week. When a serial killer is draining victims of spinal fluid, the investigation by Olivia, Peter, and Walter leads to a scientist who may be linked to a ZFT cell of bioterrorists. And that's it. Very short intro. Also, we also have Charlie, who is very prominent in this episode. Yeah. Like he is super involved for most of this investigation. Is, is okay. Charlie like billed as one of the lead characters, or is he, is he a guest star? I think he's. He might be as like an also starring. I feel like uh, he's not yeah. starring, but I have to look. Um. um but- Eh, I, I thought it covered basically basically covered all the bases with this. Like you did, you don't want to go into like crazy amounts of details of hey, this person seems kind of like a vampire, but don't worry about it. Yeah, I mean, you could have been like when a gruesome string of murders, which leaves the victim's spines ripped open. Like, yeah, but that's very descriptive and a little bit too. That hasn't gory. stopped TV guide people in the past. Eh. This one feels very. This one feels I very mean, okay. This isn't the worst TV guide summary we've read. Yes. This isn't the best. It does so. accurately de- describe what happened in the episode. It's mm-hmm. also not just like, hey, the fringe team investigates some weird murder. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's also not not like, hey, um, someone keeps like stealing all these people's spinal fluid. By the way, this is also just a continuation of that episode from like earlier on in the series. Because when you read that TV guide, you're like, hmm. Didn't that happen in, like, episode three? No, that was the guy taking... No, he's talking about the dude who took, like, brain That was pituitary glands he was stealing. Eh, it's all brain stuff. (laughs) They're completely separate parts of the body. One has the word (laughs) spinal in it. Yeah, but it's all neural stuff. You're in biomedicine. Okay, I will accept neural stuff, but not brain stuff. (laughs) Listen, Ugh. David. There are neurons that go through the uh, through the spine. They by go that definition, brain. everything's bringing stuff because you have nerves everywhere. Don't worry about it. it <laughs> it's fine. Uh, by that definition, when I chopped off a bit of my finger, that was brain stuff. It's also technically heart stuff because you have veins everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, I'm Nick. I'm so smart. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck you too, David. Oh man. Started early today before we actually start the episode. I don't know why I'm so angry today. Just, yeah, just really fucking angry. I'm just gonna leap into the episode now because, like, fuck you, David. Yeah. So we start off with this with this guy who's getting ready to go out, who's obviously the killer because you're looking at him and they're talking about a gruesome murder. And you're like, ah, cool. When they're talking about a gruesome murder and it's not happening, he's the also, killer. Also, like when you guys are getting ready to like go downtown or go out on a date, you listen to murder news, right? 
Like that gets you in the mood to go downtown. Yeah, no, it's it is the perfect way to do it. And I love hearing that it's that the police speculated that that it's a with a hunting knife, and then going, yeah, I should probably take my hunting knife to the club. Okay. Yeah, I, I want to make some clarifications. The dude wasn't taking a hunting knife. It's no, like it's a like, weird. It's a flipping, folding knife. It's like a pocket knife. Hunting yeah. knife implies way more, like a way bigger knife. Uh, not really. Those that is similar to my knife, which I would consider to be a hunting knife. No, because I have one of those too. That's not a hunting knife. Like a hunting knife, I see is a little bit longer because you need to be able to cut a little bit deep. Ah, uh, that, that one. Eh, I agree to disagree. We're, we're, on that we're splitting hairs here. Like a little flick knife. Yeah. No, David. <laughs> what is that knife used for, David? Then, if it's not a hunting knife, what is for it? What stabbing is people. Yeah. <laughs> Incorrect. That that makes it a hunting knife just for humans. For making spider dogs. <laughs> well, by that definition, everything's a hunting knife. <laughs> well, no. In the right because... hands, anything is a hunting knife. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be careful around Nikoi's writing. Man, he loves those hunting pencils. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, so, dude goes down to the club still with his maybe hunting knife. And then his, like, girlfriend or somebody calls. And she's like, oh. And the tone is basically, she's like, I think you're going to cheat on me. I think you have been cheating on me. Yeah. He's like, oh, don't think like that. You know where that leads. We'll do something nice. And at this point, you're like, he's either the killer or he's going to die. And this is the fringe fake out. I don't care either way. Yeah, he's just a gaslighting asshole. The problem is, is they go they go completely opposite. Where normally you're like, "Oh man, I really like this guy. I'm so sad that they're gonna die." Um, which is why I was so sure he was going to be the killer when I first watched this, because it was like, "Listen, you know, he has to be the killer. You you hate him. Um, he's obviously just hiding this from his significant other, um, and it's just <laughs> going out on a string of gruesome murders." But also, I guess because do they mention who the previous victim was? Um, like in the little like news thing, or like do you not know this point? In the news thing, it's like a it's off in the background and it's like very quiet. So if you're paying close attention, you can get it. But well, it's but just... I don't think you I don't think you know the the sex I... of the person, which is um, the, the big thing. I think they say a name vaguely, Maybe. but they Maybe. do mention how it's happening in the like club the area. Yeah, and yeah. it's like known to be a dangerous area as yeah. well. He's... And they're carting the body off right behind the news reporter. And you're like, why are you going down to the clubs where there was just a murder? Like, they're literally taking the body away during that broadcast. I mean, Charlie, there's a pandemic going on and people still go to bars. I know, this, this is, writers get to do whatever now because everyone's an idiot. <laughs> uh, either way, making him a douche actually fits in really, really well with the rest of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, which we'll get to. But yeah, he goes into the club, and then they really just like, how bad can we make this? And so he goes up to a girl and is like, oh, before I walked in here, I in here I thought I was attractive. You're my kind of girl. And then some other guy walks up, who she's obviously at the club with, and gives her a drink. And then he walks up to another woman and does the exact same line. Well, he doesn't even say yeah. the first part of the line. He just yeah. goes up to her and says, hey, you're my kind of girl. Which is, what is that opening line? What is that? Attractive, yeah. sometimes it's easier. Um, I will say, though, while he's looking, I think, at the second girl, we get a very obvious observer oh, sighting yes. here. Oh, yeah. He's twice, the he's twice in this scene, actually. Oh, is he? Oh. Yeah, I think both, times, both times he's walking directly behind the guy. Oh, okay. But you do see him both. And also, while he's looking at the other girl, my note is she dances like me. 
just kind of standing there, moving. Which is very awkwardly looking around <laughs> and kind of vaguely moving. So you dance like you're a serial killer looking for a target. Hey, spoilers. <laughs> um, but yeah, but no. Yeah. Walks up, walks up to this girl who has like the freakiest blue eyes, and this is coming from someone who has very blue eyes. Uh, Brag about it. Oh, I love it. Oh, look at me with my German heritage. <laughs> that you know of. That I know. That your family's willing to admit to. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting picture we're painting. Listen, my family was part of the people that got conquered by the Germans during World War II. So now we you're weren't German. even the ones who were just like off to the side. <laughs> off to the side. <laughs> You know, one of the countries off to the side in World War II. Well, there were two of them that were just like, nah. But they eventually got involved. As neutral countries. Uh, all right. Yeah. Anyway, back to Fringe. Uh, yeah, the guy, yeah, the Go guy on. goes to the creepy blue-eyed girl and uh, he does his line and then uh, they decide to go home together. I think is there any scene of them like getting in a car together or does it just cut immediately to no, they just cut cut right to make out scene in his bachelor apartment? Mm-hmm. Yep. Interesting, interesting bachelor apartment. Cause you're like, Oh, I guess his, whoever his uh, girlfriend is, uh, they do not, you know, live together or anything. Cause it's, he doesn't seem like the type of guy to make that large commitment relationship. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's that's the relationship where if he doesn't die in this scene, it's like two years down the line and they're like, oh, you guys haven't moved in together? And she's like, no, he likes his space. And you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, you're like, ooh, okay. Yeah, the, it's the guy turns 30 and they have a panic marriage because he has a quarter life or midlife crisis. Well, his, his supervisors start saying like, oh, Johnson or Bob, because his name is Bob too. Yeah. They're like, oh, Bob, when are you getting the family out? And he's got to be like, shit, I got to impress him to get this promotion. So I guess I have a family now. He's that kind uh, of. The, the sociopathic family man. Yeah. But it's okay um, because while they're kissing, she just breaks his neck. In also a very good neck snap. Like I yeah. gave it an 8 out of 10. It, it's no David Robert Jones neck snap, but it's a solid neck snap. Still a nice neck snap. It's also like from straight looking at, like making eye contact neck snap, which I thought yeah. was a nice twist on it. <laughs> yes. It's, it's always, you're always behind. And it's like, it was very, it was very refreshing to see the in front. And also it was refreshing about fast it was as well like there was yeah. no you know like grabbing for the head it was just like nope i know what i'm doing and this might be like the first cold open death where you're like yay <laughs> well okay are you like yay because then i was like got... yay well okay my, my biggest problem is that you've got the girlfriend calling to the to the phone yeah that's where i that's where that, that's what the sad thing because then we cut It'll to the girlfriend her now but she'll be better off in the long run we cut to the girlfriend lying in bed and the guy before he had gone to the club told her like oh i'll call you when i get home after i'm like at oh. this dinner with these chinese suits or something and yes, so she's suits. she's staring at the phone and then uh she goes to call and we cut back to the apartment where the ringing sound is and it's uh the woman the blue-eyed woman in the bathroom uh rubbing blood off of her face you're like, ooh, he's also not gonna pick like, up that phone call, is he? Like, he, like, wasn't, he wasn't anyways, but it's a lot worse when you're like, okay, I'll call you later. It's like, oh man, the reason you didn't call later was because he was dead. I, I'm assuming it's also very hard to get 
contacts that boot because that is a hundred percent like VFX on her eye. Oh yeah, it is a blue. If you pause at the right frame, like the rest of her face is the rest of her face and her eye are different levels of focus, and it just looks bizarre. Yeah, I was it for effect, but yeah, no, yeah. you're right. It is it is very weird. But yeah, she has like ocean blue eyes. Yeah, they're they're not. It's it's spooky. But then we yeah no right before the the cold open, we cut back to the gruesome murder that we heard about at the uh, start of this. Yeah, and his spine is poking out of his neck. I'm not a doctor, but apparently that's not good. Surprisingly, <laughs> it's no bueno. <laughs> that that might just be death, maybe. And then no, it hasn't been six hours yet, David. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> then, because we have to have one of these every episode for the rest of the season, I guess, we have a quote-unquote happy moment with Olivia and her family, which this time includes uh, two other parents, because their son is playing with Ella in the kitchen. And then you oh, find man. out that this, these are the saddest weird... people on the planet. <laughs> this is a weird-ass scene to have. <laughs> It was it was like they were trying their best to make fun of all the niche dating websites, and I have no idea what was going on back in like 2009 and how many weird niche dating websites there were now. But it still hits close to home. Like plenty of fish <laughs> would be big. Christian Mingle was when that did Christian like... Mingle launch? Uh, Christian Mingle was 2014 was when it launched. Oh, actually, five yeah. years later. So we're talking like early. Like so, this was still plenty of fish has been around forever. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, there's a bunch of others. I don't... I th- Yeah, what? this is when I think they were starting to get very... Ashley Madison, too, right? That was oh, the yeah. before that one died. That was before the fall of Ashley Madison. <laughs> which got, you mean the hack? Which got yeah. a yard line in uh, Mr. Robot because of the hack. But no, oh, so these man. are two of the saddest people ever because they're part of a dating site called Two Singles Together, which apparently the conceit is, hey, you're a 30-something-year-old adult who wants children. You couldn't <laughs> find love. Meet another 30-year-old something adult who wants children and couldn't find love. Have but a child Don't together. compromise on anything. Literally yeah. anything. <laughs> my, my notes are become divorced parents through an online service. Basically, yeah, that's yeah. how they treat it. They they really do. They they treat it as in they're like good friends, divorced parents. Yeah, because they're like, oh well, like oh, I like vacations in the sun. It's like I like cold vacations, and Olivia's like, why are you together? <laughs> so is that is their child biological? Do you I think? I think so. So then they definitely had sex. Yes, and then At went right back ones. to hating each other. Well, so it's important It's important to recognize, I'm pretty sure that this website probably was like, as with a lot of the dating websites, was a lot of a hookup thing start. But this one was like, hey, hook up, but also both of you I, want kids, so... An, and the dude said the, the line, like, hey, we're part of this site called Two Singles Together. I really thought it was just a swinging website. And yeah, that's what yeah. they were inviting them to. Yeah, yeah which would have also been hilarious. <laughs> but it's, it's great because... It's like, oh, Rachel, we want to make sure that like Ella can come to our son's birthday party. And she's like, I already RSVP'd, though. And it's like, oh, that's for his dad's birthday party. For my birthday party, we're going to the Science Center. I'm like, oh, my God. They're just divorced parents. Yep. But they're together. Like, oh, no. <laughs> Think about how fucking weird that would be for the kid. 
And then the the woman's like, I wish you would stop talking about two singles together. I think you've had enough to drink. And he's like, I thought they wanted to hear the story. I know Olivia's single. Maybe she was interested. (laughs) And we can be three singles together. And then one of the better hard cuts in the show, um, they're like, oh, Olivia, what do you do? And it oh, hard you missed, cuts. You, uh, oh, you, I did you're miss. Missing, um, Rachel gets the mail, and it is uh, court papers for the uh, for a divorce. And we learn that Rachel's husband is officially uh, filing for divorce. And yeah. here's the B plot. Mm-hmm. Oh, we we do get our B plot for the episode. Yeah. yeah, but then they're like, Olivia, what do you do for a living? And she's like, it's like about to answer, and you think she's going to be like, oh, I'm an FBI agent, and then run out the door. But no, they hard cut to the dude's open spine. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's a good hard cut. <laughs> I'm just, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> I know, it's like just boring office FBI work. <laughs> and then they go in, and Walter's like, this reminds me of something. And Peter's like, do do I want to, like, it's it's horrific, isn't it? And Walter's like, shrimp cocktail. <laughs> and you're like, oh, no, what kind of shrimp cocktails has Walter had? <laughs> well, it does, it does look like a shrimp tail, a little bit. It definitely looks like marinara sauce. Yeah, it mm. did make me hungry. Mm, oh, boy. Cocktail now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, apparently there are bite marks on the spine, and Peter immediately likes, oh, I guess we're looking for Dracula, and Walter's <laughs> like, haha, you're finally opening up your mind. But no, sadly, vampires aren't real. <laughs> Walter says it with such, like, a forlornness to his voice that it's, like, very much obvious that he'd researched if vampires were real at some point. Like, Maybe he tried like- to create a Well, I was gonna say, I don't think Walter re- researched it. I think Walter went... I think I could make a. I think I can make a vampire. Well, no, I, went, definitely, no. I definitely think it went to Walter trying to figure out if vampires were real. To I could make my own vampire. To ah, yeah. oh, didn't work. Yeah, I think if Walter would try I'll to make, make a, my own vampire, would, would try to make a giant snake with spider legs. He would try to make a vampire. It's just you know one of those like weird like you know Lovecraftian years. Yeah, <laughs> Walter spent several years trying to summon Cthulhu. And then when he couldn't, he was like, fine, I guess I'll go for some lesser monsters. <laughs> I read a, speaking of, I read a really good rating, or, or writing prompt on uh, Reddit that was, um, what would you do if like a group of ants suddenly started changing oh, your name? I saw, I saw the, the RD&D post. Uh, I think that spawned that. And that was a really good. It's really funny because it's the equivalent of essentially like, you know, the reason why Cthulhu does all these things is because if a bunch of ants are chanting, chanting your name and ask you for a couple of favors, you'd probably do it for the fuck of it. Like, yeah. And, and if ants like, came to you and were like, hey, can you give us a lot of sugar? You'd be like, uh, yeah, sure. I guess. It's really cool that you can talk to me. Yeah. But that's it. It's like, it's not a big deal for you to give them some sugar. Like, you can do it and it's easy, so why don't you? Just for the hell of it, it makes a good story. But then one day an ant tells you to make this other ant love him, and you don't know how to do that, so you kill all the other ants until there's just them two. And you're like, job done. He's like, my god, what have I done? (laughs) Why did I do this? It was so good. It goes on for a while, by the way. There's a full post. It's real good. I recommend looking it up if if you're into that kind of uh, writing. I'll have to I'll have to do a quick uh, quick Google of that later. <laughs> but uh, so um, Olivia then sort of goes to report to uh, Broyles about the situation, and there was a pretty good line I want to highlight there, where Olivia is talking to Broyles, and she's like, "Yeah, so uh, Walter's uh, thinking that uh, there's definitely bite marks." on the victim's neck so they were some kind of bite marks or like some kind of uh, attack there and it's like l- uh luckily though uh the bite mark does look to be human so uh that's an option <laughs> and Pearls just goes 
Remember when it was a given the suspect was human and not just an option? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a good little moment of self-reflection about the entire season. This is this is the point where Bros is like, what the fuck have I done with my career? <laughs> remember when remember when all that I cared about was making Olivia realize that observers were were around? Yeah. <laughs> Remember when that was my biggest problem? I was Olivia there. hadn't fucking realized that these bald men were following us. <laughs> uh, and then Olivia, before she leaves, she's like, hey, this might not be, like, cool, but can I get your divorce attorney? And he's like, excuse? She's like, well, you talk to your kids, but not your wife. And he's like, here you go. Hope it works out for your sister, because I, too, am good at my job. <laughs> I thought it was a. It was. I thought. I, I don't know if "cute's" the right word, but I thought it was like a cool interaction between the two yeah. of them. It was. It was a solid. It was a solid little interaction of both of them being like, "Listen, we're professionals. We like to flex on each other that we can, you know, solve things." Yeah. Um, but well, also respect. Yeah. It's elevating them closer to like colleagues and friends than like supervisor and employee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What Sproles doesn't go like, this is extremely unprofessional. Why are you talking about my divorce? He just goes, here's the phone number. Yeah. It's in your inbox now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, that then we cut to in the lab, as we always do. Mm-hmm. We get the the classic Walter, Walter, Peter, and Astrid uh, like beginning lab scene of investigating the stuff. And a great song from Walter of the way more boring version of... Uh, <laughs> Of uh, knees the, and toes, yes, of knees and toes, with spinal connections. To which I say, if oh, the C one no. connects to the C two and the C two connects to the C three, why do you need a song? I thought the he C3 was doing C four. I thought he was doing the wrist bones connected to the yeah, no, that one. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah that's, that that's one. The right one. Or as that's I the song I was thinking Simpsons, of. I just don't know the, the name. Yeah, the same. Simpsons Doctor Nick remix, where it's the red things connected to my wristwatch. Uh oh. <laughs> as he's doing open chest surgery oh. but yeah the important, they, thing, the important thing to recognize though David is the reason why that song is important is because the C7 is connected to the T1 <laughs> <laughs> boo <laughs> so you're fine matter. with this but you don't but you misclassify brain matter what's wrong with you <laughs> no you triggered him again <laughs> yeah but it doesn't really matter because that spine is empty there's no fluid to be found Mm-hmm. And they do lab work and find out that he had syphilis. Well, no, not he well, had sorry, syphilis. He didn't have syphilis. The the woman who killed him had, yeah, the woman who killed him had syphilis, but it's a, a dead strain of syphilis. A nasty, so a nasty strain. So we get a great line from uh, CDC involved. Well, we also get a great line from Peter here, where he just goes, "Man, I wish I wore gloves." <laughs> yeah. You're Why doing autopsy. Wearing... Why aren't you wearing gloves? Why are you touching this person's? Fine, without gloves on. Yeah, and yeah, and then you get a very nervous CDC agent talking to Olivia, like, "Oh, yeah, we sent that to a uh, Lubov, like pharmaceuticals." Um, also, we may have sent other things. <laughs> Oops. And they're talking to Broyles, and Broyles just standing there, like looking like Broyles, so like default pissed off. To be fair, uh, I feel like this is a case of the CDC guy uh, doing his job properly. Because you get you get a message from the FBI going, hey, we want to investigate this strain. And so he finds like, oh, hey, a strain was sent to Boston in this, yeah. to this address. Like, hmm, and, and more importantly, I should do some legwork to see if we've sent anything else. Well, also, and more importantly, hmm, it wasn't sent to a lab. It was sent yeah. to a residential address. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, hmm, that's not, that's not okay. 
this is my issue is they sent it's like oh we've sent multiple other samples including they mention it's like rud 390 which is what was used to make the fucking skin grow over your eyes thing so and i'm like why are you sending this to a residential address at least main like at least be like sorry can't send it here has to be zoned industrial well okay so so the important thing to recognize with all of this is so they're they're with with these kind of like viruses bacteria and everything um, that you need to have a lab that has a specific containment level associated with it. In I, universities, I, we've got CL1s and CL2 labs. Those are cool. Those those cannot have basically anything dangerous in them. You can have you, some forms of like non. You mean if you have a really dangerous virus, you're not and you're not supposed to. You might have to flee the country, and the RCMP might go after you. Might have to what? investigate a specific lab. I mean, no, that never happened. Not even once. <laughs> And then everyone at school talks about it for a full year, and then next year, somehow no one knows about it for some reason? Yeah, surprisingly, it's like it never existed. And only the people who knew about the lab knew what happened? Yeah, or the people that happened to be in a class with that prof. Hmm, or the, or the people who happened to work in a lab adjacent to it and we were roommates with? Hmm. Weird, Yeah, right? or the people who are friends with the people who were roommates with the people who worked in that lab. But no, Anyhow, just, just, back, just pull, okay, just, just real quick, because I worked in I worked in a lab uh, and there were CL2 labs in the in that place. Um, hey, when it comes to uh, dangerous um, bacteria and viruses that have the pandemic potential or the potential to, or like massively infective or the potential to like cause serious harm to humans or animals, you need a containment level four lab. In Canada, there are two of those and you aren't allowed to have those outside of those two labs. Nope crazy uh, so, i will say there might be a reasonable in-universe explanation and that is they they raid the lab and they arrest the guy working there and twist he's in a wheelchair um if this was a mentalist i would say check his shoes <laughs> um but apparently he's working for zft which i assume is how he's getting this stuff is sorry zft yeah. is yep. using connections to get him to this stuff even though he shouldn't have it well, no, the CDC legitimately say, hey, anyone who's like a valid scientist can order this stuff and we'll send them a sample. And I'm like, no, no, they I won't. Think, <laughs> what I think is, is just in the fringe universe, scientists are much more respected than they are in the real world. In, or at least in our world. This is, and that I think is not that, respected. That is. Well, no, but I mean, <laughs> but what I mean by respected is that I mean like they are given more access to resources and easier access to resources, much easier access, which I think is something that uh, just echoes throughout all the frame. Or if you look at previous episodes, no one has ever had issues with acquiring weird chemicals before. Yeah. Like the dude in episode one had the storage units full of chemicals, like full of them, multiple. Yeah, no, like I'll, I'll give you that been one. An issue. So I think that's just like a quirk of the fringe universe. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll accept that. But but anyways, we we cut into this guy's home lab, um, and there is a weird, freaky, blue-eyed German shepherd. And then they're like, yeah, "Hey, we can hear these sounds." He's elbow deep in a dog's spine. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh my god! <laughs> Shout out to props on that. I don't know how they did it, but it looks really good. There's also a solid chance that's just a dog. I don't think they're allowed to. Probably. Like genuinely, even even if it's like a cadaver, I don't think they're allowed to do it on film. 
Yeah, no, on film makes sense. For, I, I remember having to sign certain things when I did that gets, my, yeah, my lab course. I think that gets too close to a snuff film, and no one's comfortable with that. Well, also, even, the spine even, is way too big for that dog. Also, like they probably don't want to even just like get PETA even sniffing the show. Yeah. Oh, so I'm sure PETA was. I'm sure yeah. PETA's angry at the fact that they used a prop dog. No, PETA doesn't care about. Well, PETA doesn't care about animals in general. Let's get that out of the way. But yeah. it's like that's why some no PETA is an evil organization. We should yeah. burn them to the ground. <laughs> uh, but on like some shows where it's like, oh, PETA protested them because they killed like crickets during a scene. It it gets weird though. They'll, they'll get up in your stuff, and those productions don't want to have to deal with that. So, yeah, but yeah, fair they, so they yeah they take him in after he's like in a dog, um, and they're interrogating <laughs> oh, him. That sounds way worse when you say it like that so than, it, than it was, and that's impressive because it was bad. <laughs> but he was in a dog. Yeah, but they're interrogating him, and it's like, oh yeah, we know about ZFT and all this. And Charlie's like, look, I don't have to spell it out for you, and then spells it out for him. Well, so my favorite part is Olivia. Olivia's doing the whole interrogation, and it's like, you know, hey, take a look at all these victims. The guy's not saying anything, and then Charlie's like, hey, by the way, we know ZFT is a part of this, and the guy perks up and is like, the fuck, and then Olivia's like, fine, I guess I'll talk about that one too. Oh, oh we forgot a great moment that happened earlier with uh, Burroughs and the CDC man because um, Olivia's with them and they're giving Burroughs the information about Lubov uh, and their suspicions. (laughs) And Olivia's like, yeah, we think they have a connection to the skin growing thing. And Burroughs just goes, huh, you think they have a connection to ZFT? And the CDC guy goes, what, huh? (laughs) And Burroughs falls on on has like a sigh, like a visual, like, fuck, I shouldn't have said that. And now I have to explain myself. Rose is like, okay, you figured out this much. I should brief you on the rest. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, fucking broils. Why couldn't you do that to Olivia every once in a while? Yeah, I thought it was think, so funny. Do you think Broils does it to everyone? Like, instead of him being like Olivia, like, okay, you know, you've seen the Observer. Time to full read you in. It's like the Xerox guy is like, oh, there's something jammed in here. And Broils is like, so you figured out that much. I should tell you the rest. I was trying to print off copies for my daughter's bake sale, and it got stuck. Bro, he's like the worst boss in the world to work with because he tells he's like, well, he will assign you a task and give you no background unless you specifically ask and also have the correct leading questions. Yeah, Royal sounds like very much like a very very annoying like genie. <laughs> Uh, you, gotta, you gotta be very particular with your words, and you gotta know just enough to know how he's going to try and hide it from you. Yeah. What's actually gonna happen? <laughs> but anyways, so they're trying to cut a deal with the uh, suspicious scientist. Do we know his name at this point? Uh, we we have to. Yeah, it's uh, it's, something. It's Nicholas, Nicholas Boone. Yeah. So uh, they start trying to cut a deal with Boone, and Boone's like, "Okay, fine, yes." I was working for a group, the bioterrorist group, ZFT, and I will tell you everything I know if you promise to save my wife, because they've kidnapped my wife, and this is where they have her. And you're like, all right, cool. So he was, like, always under, uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it it kind of humanizes him a little. It makes him less of the enemy, which is important for the role he has in the episode. So he's, like, blackmailed into doing this stuff. Um... They confirm that the wife is missing, and Burroughs is like, "Okay, it's an address in Chinatown." And a, like a tech comes in, he's like, "Yeah, it's a, it's like a Chinese restaurant." And they're like, "So he lied," and the guy's like, "Oh no, 
power company hasn't tapped. They're pulling in like five times. The, he's like, they're pulling in five times the amount it takes to make Bushu pork. I'm like, that <laughs> seems unnecessarily like borderline racist, but or, okay. Or the FBI has extensive records for how much power it takes to make each specific Chinese food dish. No, this is actually just a Bitcoin mining rig. rig. <laughs> they no, break in, like, it's just a bunch of GPUs. They break in, they're like, oh man, you know, this is the, this was just the start of Bitcoin. What the fuck, guys? Man, no, we're like, what, seven years too early? No, uh, no 2009 Bitcoin, is when it started, I'm Bitcoin's pretty sure. really old, Charlie. No, but the big mining, like the GPU market implosion happened. Yes, the GPU market implosion happened later, but That's Bitcoin has I mean. been around for No, ages. I know. Bitcoin's, yeah. yeah. As with any hot new tech, it's been around for 10 years. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it like, started. Yeah, no, 3rd of January, 2009, the Bitcoin network came into existence. So Damn. bam, they, they figured it out early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but meanwhile, Walter and Peter go into Boone's lab to go poke around. And Walter picks up a vial of, it's like benzolite or something like that. And he's like, it's a local anesthetic disinfectant. I use it for mouthwash. (laughs) Which is like, ooh. You're like, nice flex, homie. (laughs) Peter, on the other hand, at this point, goes and um, finds a old camcorder and starts playing. And it's um, very standard. There's a really good line that I liked. Sorry. Um. Because they walk in and Peter's like, oh my god, like what happened here? And Walter's like, I am formulating a hypothesis. Would you care to hear it? <laughs> and Peter's like, will I be able to sleep after hearing it? And Walter's like, that depends. Are the lights on or not? And I was like, damn. <laughs> Walter's serious today. Uh, well, they had to get back to you liking Walter after the last episode. Yeah. That's important. That's true. After the reveal and the child experimentation. Yeah. <laughs> and literally having Olivia be a part of it and Walter knowing it. Yeah. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Peter finds the, we cut to the raid on the Chinese restaurant first. Yes. And, um, we and the, before uh, the raid happens, yeah. Rachel calls Olivia. Yeah, they're literally in the SWAT van. And it's just Olivia sitting with Charlie and a bunch of people in SWAT, like, gear. Yeah. And it, her sister's And like, Rachel is freaking out because yeah. apparently um, her... Soon-to-be her ex-husband. ...is uh, trying to get custody of Ella. Full and, custody, important. Yeah, and so Rachel's freaking out and going like, "Ah, oh, I, I, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna take Ella and we'll disappear. We'll disappear." And like, <laughs> maybe not the best thing to talk about kidnapping your child to your sister who's an FBI agent. Yeah, because yep. it would almost certainly cross state borders, and then it becomes federal. I mean, also like Olivia literally has a duty of care, and she's required to report <laughs> on these yeah. crimes, like yep. legally. Also, I'm sure that's a company phone that's always being listened into. Also, yeah. the, also there's the entire fact of when this thing goes to court and he and the the now soon to be ex husband says um, she she has a flighty nature and might try and run away with him <laughs> and goes I call Olivia to the stage and Olivia goes well fuck <laughs> I kind of have to uh, say yes <laughs> <laughs> to but, to her credit Olivia does a really good job being like you'll get through this this will be another thing you look back on and see I beat it also like I gotta go I have a meeting. Yep. <laughs> Charlie's <laughs> like, yeah. Charlie's just like, all right, we, well, we got that meeting now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I appreciate my, favorite way to, my favorite way to point it to, to call a raid is, it's no, it's just a meeting. <laughs> it's a very loud, violent meeting. 
Yeah. And, um, yeah. Apparently, they have a uh, no-knock warrant because they just pick the lock on one of the doors yeah. and go in. Nope. Don't worry about it. Again, I mean, Patriot Act. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this Basically. was 2009. We were we were closer. You know, there, there were a lot of civil liberties that could be kind of just ignored. Yeah. So they raid the whole place, don't find the wife. Apparently, Olivia speaks, I'm assuming, Mandarin? No. Um, what is Was this? that Cantonese? It is horrible, horrible Cantonese. Or, <laughs> or even worse Mandarin. Because <laughs> she's trying to say, uh, I think the direct translation is, uh, where is she or some sort? And it's just, I literally had to go, is that even Chinese? What is she saying? <laughs> All right, David, what would it normally be? Uh, uh, Valerie, Valerie Boone, where is Valerie Boone? Well, she didn't even say the name. Or, yeah, well, she, she does. She does. Oh, she says the name oh. twice. So yeah. it's uh, Valerie Boone Tajenar Tajenar, okay. essentially, which is Mandarin. Which I don't. Which I really hope she wasn't going for <laughs> because of how bad it was. Yeah, um, and then Bros is like, she's not there, and um, Nicholas. I keep forgetting his name. Yeah, Nicholas yep. is <laughs> like, oh, I know she's not there. Put me on the phone with her now. And Olivia's like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, why the fuck are you pulling this ZFT bullshit that uh, only David Robert Jones gets to do? Yeah, and then he's like, "Open up this, <laughs> open up this cabinet because I told you to." And, and she's hey, for the first time ever, suspectful <laughs> booby traps because yeah. she goes, "Maybe I shouldn't just open this cabinet that this man tells me to." Sorry, let me roll perception on that. <laughs> yeah, and then and then he's like, "Well, like here are the other five samples of the super syphilis uh, that they used to infect my wife because ho ho." She's not a hostage. She's been infected, and I can use this to save her. And that's when Peter gets the camcorder out, and we yep. see that our murderer is actually his wife. And um, that kind of explains why she doesn't know how to dance. <laughs> Wait, what? Because Nicholas is in a wheelchair. <laughs> wouldn't affect her dancing skills there's there's so many off-color jokes right now and i'm gonna just ignore all of them <laughs> there's, oh god <laughs> so um audience for um just some circumstances why i find this so funny before we started recording and before nick joined us Charlie was telling me how he had a great joke that he didn't know. Uh, no, I didn't say great joke. I said, I have a joke that may not make the cut. And if you're hearing this, then congratulations, it did. So the question is, should I, should I, make, it so that, should I make it so that it's something that I'm going to say doesn't make cut? Because <laughs> I have a good way to go back on that. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Moving on. So we see the camcorder footage, and it's it's the killer we've been seeing, and then he he's like, oh, Valerie Boone, Valerie Boone, you turn March into June. And I'm like, go away. <laughs> yeah, the dude- so, so the worst part about that is, is it's his last name. It's his, his last name is Boone. So he's had that one prepped forever. <laughs> oh my god, you're right! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, like he probably heard his dad fucking tell his mom that went smooth. <laughs> I mean, the, I thought it, it works. It works. It's, it's, it's very cute, but <laughs> I thought this was very classic, like lost, like lover footage that you see in like yeah. movies. 
Um, so it was it was so cringe. It was so cringy. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> real rough. Like that in real life. Yeah. Um, Community did a really good joke about the about it. I think in the final season, where there's an episode where Abed is filming like a documentary. Oh, yeah. and it just like randomly cuts to like um Annie doing like the whole lost lover routine but then like they get on the bed and Annie like looks like she's about to kiss the camera and then like Britta walks in like what are you guys doing <laughs> my favorite like, oh, we're filming lost lover footage my favorite is when Abed's like Jeff I cast you as my dad and Jeff is like I don't want to be your dad and he's like you're perfect you already know your lines <laughs> oh Community's great, guys. Everyone should watch Community and then watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> Just so that you actually get the jokes. Yeah. Um, uh, anyways, but no. then um, we cut to what we now know is Valerie Boone, and uh, she's on the hunt again. On and the prowl. She <laughs> finds a guy with a nice Mustang, and yeah. it's they're doing Doesn't a good job. Into the club this time, which was which was the impressive part. Like this guy's yeah. leaving from the club. Looks back and goes, oh yeah, no, this this girl. <laughs> well, he looks back at thing, and she's just giving her like giving him like so much eye contact, and she slowly starts walking towards him, and you can see his like thought process about what's going on. Like, oh my gosh, she's into me. Oh my gosh, she's coming here. Oh my god. Yeah, it's definitely then, not suspicious. <laughs> and then they just they pull up to his place, which apparently has street parking in downtown Boston. So, like, shout out to you. Good job. Yeah, and that is a nice Mustang. Yeah. Um, and then she starts crying a bit and then tells him that she's sorry. And then she's got some fangs. Yep. Yep. Um, she also, also you, you hear him go, oh man, you're burning up. Yeah. yeah. To which her response is, it's just because I'm so hot for you. And it's like, oh no. <laughs> and then you're like, hmm, they are per- like her and her husband were perfect for each other. I see. <laughs> And but, then yeah, no. Um, <laughs> just because I'm I'm me, I went through like the fang reveal thing, like frame by frame, and the top set of fangs are a second set behind her normal teeth. Her Ooh. bottom teeth disappear completely, Ooh. and it's that just would not the fang transformation. So they're either offset or it turns the other teeth into pointed teeth. Oh yeah, no, I'm looking at that right now. That is, uh, ooh. yeah, it's weird, right? It's oh, sort of like <clears throat> it's also not like nice vampire fangs. It's like not Nosferatu. Like, yeah, the only other show I've seen that does like second set of teeth for vampires is Supernatural. So it feels very that, where it's like it's a disease that infects you, and then you get these other set of teeth. Okay. Yeah, no, that that's nasty. Like actually pausing on that screen. Ooh. Yeah. But she um quickly bites into the dude and we cut away. Thanks I'm very for, upset yeah. that we didn't get another probably eight out of ten neck snap. Because yeah. <laughs> like and think then... about it, that's the smart way to go about it, because then the spine's already disconnected and it's easier to actually get out. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh but then we cut out back to the FBI building and Olivia walks into the interrogation room and just puts the camcorder down and starts playing it. And it turns out that Nicholas Boone wasn't always in a wheelchair because there's very conveniently some footage of him running and skipping across some park benches. It's also he's a, park, he's a parkour master. Also extremely oh, yeah. cringe because he's just it's, like, I'm running away now. And he's like doing high steps while running away. Parkour. And she's like, this is from three weeks ago. The fuck happened? And it turns out that um, they infected his wife 
to make him work before they like she was let loose. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "Oh, um, my my uh, note here is let his wife slurp on his spine juice." Oh. Mm. Oh. Which I think is an adequate description of what happened. Yeah. So uh, apparently, the vampires they created, instead of needing blood, need spinal fluid, which is, I think, worse because well, there's I less of it in a regular I think it's human. Explained as the syphilis burns through their spinal fluid so mm-hmm. quickly that they need to eat others to replenish their own. See, the the great thing is Walter makes it sound like she just needs like a refill of like gas, like she's just in a car now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she just needs to top up every once in a while. Yeah, like, like oh. it's it's not like oh, there's an enzyme in there that like staves off their own, like helps them replenish their own spinal. Like none of that. It's like oh no, she's just replenishing her spinal fluid by eating I spinal eating fluid. It. And I'm like, that's not how that works. No, that's no. I don't. Um, but yeah, then we we cut we cut back to the yeah cut back to the lab um and uh. We're, we've got now. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'll need a lab to work. I'll need this. This you'll probably want to write it down. And Olivia's like, That's not an issue. It's fine because you can have a lab. You just have to share it with a crazy guy. Yeah, <laughs> crazy guy who he might may or may not you know idolize. Yeah. Um. And then they're working. It's like, Oh, we've agreed on how to like defeat it. We're gonna make super penicillin. And Peter's oh. like, Great. And Walter's like, Yeah, it worked on super pneumonia. I'm like, why is there super pneumonia? It's just upsetting. It's not quite as bad as it's not giant penicillin, at least. Like, it could have been worse. It could have, but it, yeah. But it's still upsetting. <laughs> um, and then Charlie calls Olivia and is like, "Hey, we found uh, Bob Dunn's car, mm-hmm. but it's been butchered by a chop shop." They also mentioned that earlier that uh, the car, was, or I think they said Bob Dunn's girlfriend mentioned it. Yeah. yeah, that his car wasn't there. Yeah. They're like, interesting. Also, it was supposed to be a nice car as well, which is a weird sort of through line between all the dudes that she brutally murdered. Yeah, well, I think it's like they're all rich playboys who are used to like getting women, so they're easy targets. Uh, yep. I mean, fair enough. I If a girl started approaching me and I was leaving a club and they, they, that scene, I would have just left days. I would have left faster, to be <laughs> fair. Red flag, but, but... she's into me. But like, she's time cute. to leave. Time to get out of here. She's obviously crazy. <laughs> but, but she cute. <laughs> and obviously crazy. She looks like a snack, but she'll make you to a snack. <laughs> that see, I, I would rather cut that than your earlier joke. <laughs> <laughs> Important thing to recognize, Charlie, is one of those is with two C's, the other one's with a K. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh they go to the car and it's been completely like everything's been stolen off of it. Well, Charlie's at the car and is like, yeah, yeah. I know, this car's useless. Mm-hmm. And he's like, don't because, worry, I know a guy. Yeah, because Peter hasn't really done anything worthwhile in a couple episodes. They drudge up a criminal contact he has. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is also a fun scene, because it's like, the guy's like, oh yeah, the GPS is here, allegedly. And I'm like, that's <laughs> not how that, that works. Like, allegedly, what if, what if that GPS happened if to happen be to have the GPS here? No, he says the GPS is here allegedly, but it's been wiped for resale hypothetically. Oh, okay. <laughs> you need to you need to like reverse those. You need to be like hypothetically. If the GPS was here and if it was hypothetically wiped for resale, would there be an issue? I mean, but did you see did you see the one earring the dude had? I don't think this dude makes good life decisions. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. 
<laughs> and I just like how Olivia's like, no, you're going to fucking help. And Peter's like, he's just trying to do it. We'll keep it his business. And Olivia's like, I don't give a shit. It's like, listen, why did you why did you take his car from here? And he's like, oh, well, no. <laughs> She's like, why did you steal his car from there? And he's like, I didn't steal his car from there. And he's like, damn it, she got me. <laughs> well played, <Yeah>. FBI agent. <laughs> the one thing you didn't have to admit to. Yep. So they know where the car was, they go to the spot, and they find another body. Um, and we have a really, really good scene between Walter and Nicholas, in between, where Nicholas is kind of, like, lamenting all the deaths he's caused and stuff, and Walter's like, like, I know how that feels. Um, well, you also get, like, his fall from grace, because he was obviously a very, very well-respected oh, scientist. Oh, yeah. Well, he's like, oh, I studied at these two prestigious colleges. He's like, mm-hmm. quite quite the fall. And Walter's like, oh, it's an honor to have you in my lab, yada, yada. He's like, they're talking about the soul. And Walter's like, oh, William Bell and I used to debate about this. And the guy, he's like, you know who William Bell is, right? And he's like, yeah, he's the richest man in the world. And Walter's like, we used to share a lab, quite a fall. And I was like, ah. And Walter's, they're like, oh, do you believe the soul exists? And Walter's like, some days I do and some days I don't. But if well, it's we not some days it, I don't. It's some days I hope so, and some days I yeah. hope not. Which yeah. is way darker when you when you think about the revelations we had last episode about him. Yeah. Uh, this is just a really good Walter scene in general, because he's like super lucid, kind of knows who he is. Um, and it's it's almost like Nicholas is almost what Walter is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's super close where it's, he's a crazy scientist, but he's doing it he's doing these experiments for like the right reasons. There's definitely, I think a sense of camaraderie. And I think Walter does see a lot of himself in Nicholas. Yeah. Yes. And that's what I was talking about at the beginning where making the, the Bob Dunn guy kind of like this asshole works really well because they explain it as Valerie doesn't want to kill them. She mm-hmm. has to, and they do a really good job making both of them very sympathetic characters throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. And they're doing their best, like, despite the fact that you know this guy probably made the, the face-melting virus and is responsible, you know, partially. He doesn't mean to yeah. be, but is, like, was making this for the uh, for ZFT as well before getting out. Yeah. Because it is revealed at this point as well that this was his punishment um, for leaving ZFT, was they infected yeah. his wife with this. Which, uh, oof. There is also a great scene where they're also kind of a shot to him uh, they wheel in the other dead guys that his infected wife has killed because he can't cure her, like, right in front of his face. But Walter offers the EMT some cookies. And the EMTs <laughs> take them, too, yeah. which is great. He's like, oh, would you like, like, a pecan sandy? And Peter's like, they don't want cookies. And he's like, ha, you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, hey, if you were just doing your job do cookies, you would take the cookies. Yeah. <laughs> Would you, uh, you just wheeled in these horrifying... Uh... <laughs> yeah, but this is their everyday. Like, they're EMTs. Yeah. They're used to this. And then Astrid notices one of them reeks of alcohol, gets a black light, and asks them to turn off the lights. And Walter's like, oh, I got this. And he bought a clapper. <laughs> that was great. He's like, I bought this off the television. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing technology nowadays. <laughs> Um, also, something that we skipped over that's kind of terrifying is we learned that when the the last victim said, "Oh man, you're burning up," he was not kidding because we learned oh, that the yes. virus makes um, that the victim's um, body temperature get elevated to 105 degrees Fahrenheit in a which, mouse, at least. 
Well, it is syphilis, mm. and that's what syphilis does: is it gives you an extremely high body temperature. Yeah, like it boils you your brain. Yeah, um, I think fortunately that won't cause severe brain damage. That's at 107 degrees. In case you guys are wondering. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, fun fact: a person won a Nobel Prize uh, for medicine for discovering that you could use syphilis to cure another horrible disease. Oh yeah, because I, it would I, raise I, your body. It would raise your body temperature so high that it would kill the other bacteria, and then you yeah. would have to cure them of syphilis. It's, it's like, maybe that's easier. I think that comes up on an episode of House, where it's yeah. like conventional treatments don't work. So House is like, we'll give them syphilis, and then we know what to cure once we give them syphilis, and it kills off the thing we don't know what it is yet. Yeah. And I then think, it doesn't work, and the guy just ends up with like this deadly disease and, and syphilis. syphilis. <laughs> syphilis is at least curable, like, <laughs> at the very least. But not, not the syphilis, the because the cure they give the mouse just kills the mouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Nicholas yeah. kind of freaks out a bit. Is like, I can, I just need more time. So they're like, okay, well, we know she hunts in the clubs, and Astrid, I guess, has the time to go to the clubs because she knows where the underground club scene is yeah you're, think, you're a little bit confused like was it just me who was a little bit confused by all of this it's quite telling to me that astrid could smell the alcohol on the dude and instantly go this dude went clubbing yeah <laughs> says a lot about astrid and what she does on her time off specifically in the warehouse district yep uh there's and also, so there's also and the she, fact that you know i guess that's how she lets off steam for having to deal with walter's shit constantly because <laughs> she recognizes the club stamp as well which <laughs> yeah. i don't if I've been to clubs several times, and for the life of me, several I could not times. recognize a club stamp. Yeah, but then we get this great scene of Peter walking around the club with a heat gun. And this, this chick comes up and is like, oh, what's that? And he's like, oh, it's a gun. Bas- he, like, it's a thermo-imaging rate, like, whatever. And oh. he's, like, he's like, basically, it tells me if you're hot or not. And he's like, you're hot. But unfortunately, I'm looking for someone with syphilis. And she's like, okay, goodbye. <laughs> Yeah. This is the same thermal gun that was in virus episode, right? That oh, uses, yes. That yes, it was. Scanner in the classroom. So it's the same kind of thing. Yeah. I, I do like the fact that this this could now just be Peter's new pickup line, though, is just walk <laughs> around with this gun. Hey, like, it's a conversation starter. It's, it it's one of those. Sorry? It seemed to work. Yeah, like yeah. she's into him. Look yeah. at well, because he's like, yeah, it tells me if you're hot or not. And then she, instead of being offended or anything, she kind of goes like gestures towards herself and goes, so? <laughs> yeah, does a little pose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then all the guilt is building up and uh, Boone is like, I know how to make a cure. I need to use my own spinal fluid for reasons well he's like he's like hey we we need to be using spinal fluid um to like basically be the catalyst for this thing and he Uh, says the only solid like spinal fluid we know that uh, matches of her is mine so well that she's had already Uh, i think he says something about being a match as well yeah i think it's like Mm -hmm. she can sniff out compatible spinal i don't Maybe. This episode gets iffy on like some particular iffy on that specific science, but they for some reason they have to use his spinal fluid. And um, it was earlier on that the reason he's in the wheelchair is that he's feeding her spinal fluid, or he was feeding his spinal fluid to her. And uh, Walter goes like, "We can't use yours. You won't have enough. Like this, this will kill you." And he's like, "No, I've done very. I took made sure to take very specific amounts. I should have at least twenty five milliliters left." 
that sh you should be able to use. Mm -hmm. And so they quickly tap him. <laughs> like yeah, a, well, like Astrid's, Astrid's like, hey, that's not cool. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll figure something else out. And Walter's like, nah, this is the only way. Um, I would also like to point out this is a little bit of this. This is this is a goof on there uh, on the fringe side mm -hmm. of things uh, because humans have approximately 140 milliliters of spinal fluid uh, and they produce nearly 600 mils a day. It's like regen a lot. Yeah. Um, so like he wouldn't be out. <laughs> yeah. Unless he was still pulling spinal fluid like that morning constantly, yeah. like every day. Which I mean, he could have been and maybe. like. I, but so even I then, I don't you know have enough, enough for a, a tap that afternoon, surely. Well, so the thing I don't know is I don't know what happens if you run yourself like too dry. If like your body um, just kind of freaks the fuck out. Essentially, uh, it it would be similar to what actually happens in the show, where he has like a seizure and stuff. I looked a little bit into it, but it's like it's, it's like headaches is the beginning of it, and then eventually like seizure. So, okay. Yeah. So. so while they remove the spinal fluid, they manage to track down Valerie and. Charlie actually gets to shoot her with some trank darts mm -hmm. because he's been really helpful actually this episode. I and thought once again super okay with these gruesome murders. Yeah, Charlie's a very big, very big into the don't ask Charlie's, don't thing. Charlie's a different man now after he was impregnated by that weird <laughs> monster. His maternal instincts have kicked in. Well, because I think Charlie that happened to Charlie, and Charlie went, "I'm dead inside." I will never recover. Oh well. <laughs> I guess. I guess. I guess. I owe my life to this division that I'm not actually technically a part of. Yeah. But they. Uh, uh, yeah. They find her heading out of the club, and they shoot her, which I thought was really funny because she's holding hands with some dude as well as they're walking out, <laughs> and they full on shoot her with these enormous trank darts, and then the dude runs away. Like the dude <laughs> is fine with a bunch of people shouting FBI holding guns out, like he's staying there. Yeah. Well, he's like, listen, I'm about to get laid. Please, been like, a while. Maybe, that, maybe they're not going after this person I'm about to bang. Maybe it's the lady behind me. Exactly. That, that man truly is ride or die. <laughs> um, but as they're synthesizing the cure, they look around and Boone's having a stroke and Walter's like, he lied? I'm like, yeah, of course he lied. He's you. Yep. Who would have guessed? Walter, you've never done that before. Well, Boone um, has a line here where he does go, like, uh, how far would you go for someone you love as well? Which sort of shuts up uh, Walter as well. Yeah, Walter does do the, like, fair enough. And then, it, well, also it cuts from that scene to Peter driving the car, and he's like, hey, um, by the way, can I turn on the sirens? <laughs> yeah, you do get this very much, like, out of the blue. They have a little bit of a conversation as well about Rachel and Alice's situation. And then Peter is just like, hey, where are the sirens? I want to turn on the sirens. It's really strange because you feel like at this point that there's something that's been going on between like Peter and Ella anyways. Peter and Rachel? Whoa, Rachel. Whoa, yeah. Whoa, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. I fucked that one up. I'm sorry. <laughs> and somehow my in a dog quote is better. <laughs> Listen, we can cut that too, Nick. Oh. <laughs> It's gonna be great when I cut nothing uh, <laughs> out of this episode. It's just great because I mess up their names fucking every time. <laughs> In your but defense, yeah. Olivia and Ella are very close. Well, well, no, Rachel and Ella, and for some reason oh, I fuck up their worse. names. It's it's way worse, and it's just because I'm like I I don't know. They're both they're 
they both exist, but they're you know they have, two side characters. They have very similar plot plot relevance. So yes, they're, they're basically in every scene together. They're it's basically like, one character, Rachel yeah. and Ella. Like their story is so far been like I will s- I will say Ella is more plot valuable than Rachel. Rachel is just kind of there with problems. Ella at least is like, hey, Auntie Liv, remember that you have humanity. <laughs> Yes. I'm gonna go play paint a pony now. <laughs> hope, hope my brain don't get melted by some weird staticky hand. Yeah, well. <laughs> but while driving back, Valerie wakes up and tries to kill Olivia, and Peter very calmly, while swerving back and forth, tranks her again. Yep. With once again two darts, like, and then continues yeah. to just drive. Yeah. Also, how are those guns have dar- like? How do the guns have darts loaded that <laughs> you can shoot to uh, like? In a clip. It's, like, it's is there a clip of darts? I don't know, but that gun was not big enough to have the darts of that size. Because they're darts as well. They're, they're massive. Like... They're absolutely massive. They have feathers on them. They look like, like something you shoot out of a blow-like gun. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure. Anyways, uh... they get her into the lab, inject her with the cure, and you have, of course, the scene of them on, like, Nicholas and... Mm-hmm. His wife on like Mallory. opposite gurneys. Good, good try there, though. Thanks. Um, as she's like freaking out, as I guess the syphilis is burned from her system. You you get this harpy like scream, like yeah. <laughs> it does like the reverb, right? Yeah, I think so. It's really freaky. And then, because I guess her blue eyes were a side effect of the syphilis, you see the brown kind of bleed back in. I'm like, that can't be good for your eye. Which also or the green, sorry. Yeah, I don't know how that works. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I don't think there's anywhere in syphilis that makes your eyes go blue. For starters, uh, yeah, that's the, that's definitely the vampire. Yeah, yes. that's normal syphilis. This is vampire syphilis. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the, I forgot. We do. We d- speaking of, we did miss a great interaction earlier where uh, Walter and Lester are discussing about how to make the cure they're like yes so we're gonna dilute this penicillin and make super penicillin in order to fight the super syphilis and uh peter's just like okay that makes sense and walter's like it does i use a similar thing to fight super like super uh pneumonia pneumonia. Uh, hey charlie how long ago was it where you mentioned that this episode uh when we were discussing when when we were discussing the scene in sequence yeah okay so uh to be fair my audio has been cutting out for a couple minutes at a time so Uh, that makes sense I probably didn't realize. That's my well, bad, guys. David, I can't wait for you to cut out Charlie's part so that you look like the genius. <laughs> no, I'm leaving both in. Nothing's getting cut out. If you oh, guys, God. if I'm leaving your guys' fuck-ups in, <laughs> it's only fair if I leave mine in as well. Uh, I'm, I'm amazed he has that will as power of editor. Yep. Um, anyway, uh, so Nicholas dies. Valerie survives as his life. And probably, probably lost her second set of teeth. Um, yeah which... well, what if she didn't and then it's just like she likes steak rare now and can actually like tear at it it would be it would be a thing <laughs> yeah um but peter gives olivia a videotape that boone made for her where walter it's... does yeah sorry walter and it's um it's a videotape of him being like here's um my end of the bargain here's everyone here's everything i know associated with zft and a, there's a bit of a cop out because he does start the tape with going like in my all my work is ZFT. I pretty much worked with no one of note. Yeah, which was great. Yeah. <laughs> but he he's like, I do know one name. Well, he knows a couple names. Yeah. 
Um, but then Olivia, apparently everyone's like, murder at the club? Let's go to the club. Um, well, it's a nice dinner. It's a yeah. nice, it's a fancy, it's, it's a fancy restaurant. It's fine. Yeah. Sorry, it's an upscale restaurant. And Olivia meets with Broyles, who looks weird not in a suit. Because mm-hmm. he's just in, like, a jacket. And it doesn't look like Broyles. <laughs> um, and she's like, okay, I got one name. And it's the guy funding ZFT. Mm-hmm. William Bell. Spock is the bad guy, guys. It's great. <laughs> and that's the episode. Yeah. Um, the cipher. We already talked about the Observer sighting. He's mm-hmm. at the beginning in the first club scene. And the cipher for this episode is 8. E-I-G-H-T. Hmm. Um, um, all right. All right. Any, any non-spoiler explanations for that, guys? I really don't know. Um, hey, people in the comments, tell us about what we're missing with that cipher, because it's definitely were, something. There were five vials of the virus total, so it's not related to that. Um, mm, I don't know what... Because that's not even the number of victims, because there were less than eight victims. Huh. Yeah, um, I, I, it might. Uh, it probably has something to do with ZFT. Um, it's the 18th episode, but that just feels like a no. That's, that's definitely uh, it's definitely more than that. Um, so hey, if someone happens to know, just let us just yeah. put in a comment and tell us what we're missing because we're I definitely missing something. And yeah, it's gonna bug me for a while. Okay. Um, and hey, now hey, for David. my favorite part of the episode. And oh God! Uh, I always forget that we have to do this, and then <laughs> I remember, and I just get sad. Uh, all right, this one, this one's really bad. Um, this They're this always one's, bad. No, no this, this, one's, one's this one's upsetting. Really this one's upsetting, David. I'm always upset. No. <laughs> all right. So, um, remember last episode when yes. when Nick was walking to go uh, up the uh, was walking to like go and stand on the edge of the uh, building. I was, don't like, remember who Nick is. Oh yes, I do remember who Nick is. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes, um, I remember that. All right, he, he's you know he's he's collecting all of his all of his people to come up and jump with him. Collecting um, all of his people. He just walks out on the street. He's like, "Yo, homies, who wants to commit suicide with me?" God. <laughs> Anyways, um, so in the background there is a hot dog truck, and that hot dog truck has an umbrella, and on that umbrella is an advertisement for an energy drink brand. And can you tell me what that energy uh, drink brand name is, David? Uh, <laughs> and would uh, you believe me if I wait, told you that let, it wasn't let even... Guess, let no, 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 let, let him guess. Let him guess. Okay, okay. So it's definitely not going to be related directly to whatever it is in the background. Is it Lubov, as in Lubov Technology? No, that no. would have been good. That would, that would have been, been good. Okay, so it's that... worse than that. Is it something like spinal fluid? Really? Is it no, again, nope. again still, that would have been really good. Still would have been okay. better. A better it, clue genuinely would have been having like spinal tap on. Yeah. Like is spinal it, tap is it TFZ, ZFT backwards? No, nope. Nick, tell him so he can right. so, so, so David, the, the name of this energy drink brand is Night Stalker. Which foreshadows how Valerie Boone is stalking it. her prey. It's not, it's not a hint. <laughs> it's not a hint. I love it. It's it's so great. Not a hint. God, <laughs> so angry. It really makes me wonder. Like, I want to go back and also see 
if there are hints to other episodes, like non sequentially, in like some of these, in case Fox decided to fuck with them, um, which is why they're all so bad. Uh, because there's some of them where they're like, all right, cool, just in case this episode comes next, um, we got to have this one in, and they just toss them in. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. <laughs> all right. On to my fun section. Uh, fun <laughs> facts. So the episode got mixed reviews. Um, a lot of people thought that the broils and sort of like Charlie moments were nice. They were nice additions, but overall, I don't think people enjoyed the uh, story. I think too much. I think they were disappointed in that they were expecting more reveals about ZFT, which is like, yeah, but the finale is coming up next, like <laughs> episode nineteen and twenty. Like they're definitely not going to blow their load and talk about ZFT now. But whatever. Um, I have come up with a fun game. Oh. So, because I was bored i went and i looked up the entire writing staff for season one okay and i looked at their awards and nominations so uh what we're gonna do is you guys just have to guess how many oscars does the season one writing staff of fringe have total like one member like each each member of the writing staff how many oscars they won sum those all together yep uh does that count if multiple writers won the same oscar um yes so oh, it's just yeah fuck, dude. Mm-hmm. um oh wait no this is gonna be like a crazy lo- uh is it gonna be crazy low or crazy high uh so so jj has don't look it up no googling 13. but it's all it would be oscars for writing right David. it's just oscars in general i didn't look i didn't specify by writing just oscars okay. in general yeah. i'm gonna say 25 I've got 13. It's one. Really? (laughs) Only Akiva Goldsman for his Oscar in A Beautiful Mind. Damn. Fun fact, J.J. Abrams has no Oscars. He has Emmys from Lost, but no Oscar. Because remember, guys, Oscars are movies. Yeah. No, that's right. (laughs) No, I was thinking because I could have... I was was trying to figure out... I was like, I'm pretty sure Star Trek didn't win any Oscars. No, No, because Star Trek Beyond was up for best makeup and it lost to fucking suicide squad. Mm-hmm. That's upsetting. It's yep. super upsetting if you watch Star Trek Beyond and realize how good that makeup is cuz you don't realize also, Idris Elba is in even, that movie. Even if Star Trek Beyond caught an Oscar for makeup, that wouldn't go to JJ as well. I know, I know. Yeah. I really JJ. thought it was more than that. Nope, just a Damn. single one. Both of us went with obscenely high and we're very wrong. All right. Second fun fact. Okay. One member of the uh writing staff for fringe was in a disney movie can you guess what disney movie hint it's one of the it's one of the uh classic animated movies one of the good ones um is it more recent say, or less recent when you say classic like what are, you, are we talking like cinderella era or are we just talking any of their animated um like- post snow white era like revival disney um i'm gonna say lilo and stitch Mulan. it's aladdin Really? Oh. Who's in Aladdin? Brad Caleb Kane, one of the writers on the on Fringe, was the singing voice of Aladdin. Oh, that's oh. so cool. That's really cool. Nice. Yeah, not just like a minor role. No, he was the singing voice. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Which is which I was looking when I was looking up and I like Googled his name and then it just came up a bunch of a bunch of like the YouTube videos of him singing Aladdin songs. And I went, wait, why? That would be a weird like hey we got this resume he he sang as aladdin in aladdin it's like we don't need like voice actors and it's like no he wants to write yeah he also wrote for season one of fringe <laughs> damn all then yeah 
But those are my fun facts for this episode, which will bring us to ratings. Hey. What do you guys think of this episode? Uh, this is a solid... I don't know. This is a fun episode. This is like mm-hmm. a three and a half, four. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with four. Um, I thought it was like a fun episode. There were some upsetting science parts in it, um, <laughs> but nothing quite as egregious as other times, and that might be desensitizing <laughs> me. Uh, but it's fine. Um, so, but no, overall was a fun was a fun episode, um, and like did enough of like driving the plot forward that. You, you didn't feel like it was just out of nowhere. This, um, yeah, this isn't like, oh, I didn't hear enough about ZFT. I'm not satisfied. This for me had enough like Walter character development that I'm happy with it. And right. you had you had just the right. I feel like just the right amount of ZFT for mm. like not quite the season it's, finale. It's to um, remind you that they're there and that they're a looming threat, but well, not think- like they're doing anything right now. Yeah, I think that's a benefit, though, for our perspective, looking at it as a completed season instead of a week-to-week thing. Because I could see being a little disappointed about being so hyped up about ZFT throughout the episode to only get one name as a reveal. Like, it works great as it's a big name a season reveal, thing. Though. It is a really big deal, yeah. But, um, and yeah, I and also, to be that. fair, like, we're getting, you know, you're getting a lot of, oh, cool, like, from the last episode from Bad Dreams, mm-hmm. like, you're getting a lot of, okay, we know that ZFT knows all about all of this stuff. What are they doing with a super syphilis drug that's related to uh, Cortexafan? And the answer is, they're not. Uh, <laughs> those yeah. are different projects. Right. So, yeah, but, I would agree with you guys about, um, like, a three and a half, I think. Or like to a four rating because this was I think it was a really fun episode overall. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is a fun episode. You don't have I'm, to think too much. It's just a good ride. I'm really glad we're into the good episodes of Fringe. Like the, the that like bound no gooder like oh god double hit really sapped my want to do the podcast. And now that we're into these episodes, I'm like, there's so much to talk about, and I'm like enjoying them. Yes. Uh, let me check the season two episode list to see if there's anything in there where I'm immediately like, this is trash. The hope is that we don't have a couple. I can't wait to get to season five and it's just going to be a fucking log. Listen, the hope is by the time we hit season five, we actually have more than a few listeners who will like interact with us because that will definitely help push us, Ooh. I think. Season Listen, two, if, episode eleven, I think, is one of the few ones where I'm like, I don't care. Like, so, so David, what I say back to that is, if we make it to like season five, I don't care if we have no listeners at that point. I'm <laughs> completing this, even if it's just you by yourself. If it's me by myself, I'd be like, hey, nothing. Like, I, you, know, you guys, like David and Charlie are gone. It's only Nick. Just talking about this. David, give me the fucking Podbean <laughs> login. I'll post, post these myself. No editing. It means such a notable drop in editing quality. <laughs> what, you mean there won't be any? <laughs> we'll get to that oh, point man. either because David and I have given up and lost all hope or the vid got us. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, so that'll bring us to the end of the episode. Who's on outro duty? Ah, oh, Charlie. Shit, and, it's me. Yeah, yeah, even though, David, you said my name last fucking... Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Unprofessional. <laughs> Listen, I've already constructed my next uh, out intro. It's gonna be great. I hope you guys are ready for it. I'm already upset. <laughs> In three episodes. I'm already upset. Oh, I get the season two... No, I get the season one recap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Hell yeah. I'm excited for the recap slash. That one's going to be a long ass episode, eh? That's just going to be us rambling for however long it takes. Well, because that's special features and. It's going to be tangent hell, especially because we have to figure out how to watch the special features, which is. Oh, well, I already know how that's going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, please tell your friends about us. If they're wondering where they can download episodes, well, they can download episodes wherever they want to because we're on Spotify, we're on Apple, we're on Google Play, we're on Podbean. If you want to email us, we have a Gmail, forsaf at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to tweet us, we have a Twitter at forsaf. Uh, talk to us, email us, download us, love us. <laughs> Come back for more, please. Charlie, we we made it past the begging. It's okay. <laughs> that You're right. We don't we don't need you. We're fine without you. Go on, leave. No, 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 no. Wrong way. Wrong way. Wrong way. <laughs> too far. Too far. Too far. <laughs> All right. I think that's good enough. Outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a Attribution Non-Commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license.